0: Hey there, this is episode 28 of the Balanced Five podcast. Do you need a credit score while debt free? Welcome to the Balanced Five podcast, where we talk about balancing intentional debt payoff, saving money, and actually living your life. I'm your host, Raylia, small business owner, wife, girl mom, nonprofit co-founder, and money nerd. This is an audio version of the Balanced Five blog because I know how hard it is to find time to sit down and read literally anything. Instead, you can get quick bits of money knowledge on the go. I want to help you learn to control your money instead of letting your money control you. Let's get started. So, there are contingents of the internet that view a credit score while debt free as a bad thing. Basically, the theory is that a credit score is a measure of your responsibility, you know, how well you've been paying off your debt, and all debt is bad. However, nothing is that black and white. There are legitimate, real reasons to maintain a credit score while you're debt free. All debt isn't necessarily the devil, either. I'm not saying debt is good, but you have to weigh the pros and cons of debt in your specific situation. It's not always possible to save up enough to pay cash for a new car. Your old car could die before you have enough saved. You could need to buy a handicap accessible vehicle more urgently than your savings rate allows. The local housing market might make it impossible to wait until you have saved a 20% down payment because rent costs are just increasing astronomically. I think it's important to pay off debt, don't get me wrong. I also think it's important to approach your finances with realism and not make life harder than it needs to be. What is a credit score? Your credit score is a numerical measurement of how likely you are to pay back a loan that you have taken out. Obviously, it's not a perfect measure, but your history with debt can be a predictor of your future behavior, you know, how likely you are to pay off that future loan. Scores can range from 300 to 850. You also can have no credit score, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. A better credit score helps you qualify for loans at better interest rates, which is the main reason you want a better credit score. If your score is too low, you won't even be able to get a loan. What impacts your credit score? Your past and current debt and payment behavior affect your credit score. There are many factors that go into your score calculation, but the exact formula isn't easily available. Your score is impacted by your payment history, how much debt you currently have, the percentage of available credit that you're currently using, how long you've had your credit accounts, any collections, foreclosures, or bankruptcy in your past before they fall off your credit report, the type of loan accounts you currently have, and how many times you've applied for credit recently, which are called hard inquiries. Who reports your credit score? There are three major credit reporting bureaus, Equifax, TransUnion, and Experian. Each will calculate a score for you and record the debts associated with your social security number as part of your credit report. So you can request a free credit report from each agency every 12 months under normal circumstances. If you space them out, requesting one every four months, you'll be able to consistently monitor your credit report. You should know that your credit report doesn't provide a credit score. Instead, it's just a list of debts known to be associated with you, both past and present. Um, Right now, uh, in November of 2021, thanks to COVID and all that craziness, All of the credit bureaus are offering free credit reports more often than once a year. I think it's every week. You could get a new report every week from each of the bureaus. Um, Go to annualcreditreport.com and you can download your reports there and it'll tell you how often you can request a new one. Uh, You can also use your credit report to calculate and track your net worth. You should make sure that you never pay for a credit report, since you can get a free report from each bureau. Beware of anyone who requests payment in exchange for your credit report, because that's probably a scam. So what happens to your credit score while you're debt-free? When you first start paying off debt, your credit score will probably go up. You're going to be using a smaller percentage of the available credit, which improves your credit score initially. Paying off debt shows that you are acting responsibly in the eyes of the credit bureaus. When you have paid off all of your debt, there will no longer be debt-related information reported for your social security number. And there are no current payments being made on time because you don't have payments. That means that, as time passes, your credit score will drop to zero, since there is no activity at all. If you follow Dave Ramsey, you know that he is a huge proponent of a zero credit score, because that means you have no debt. Now, don't get me wrong, no debt is great, but a zero credit score may not be. This episode is brought to you by Intentionally Debt Free, the six week course that will teach you exactly how to pay off your debt. It's not magic, but it's pretty close. Dealing with debt can be frustrating. Whether you're a parent, or trying to be a responsible adult, or even brand new to adulting, it's never easy to feel like your money is disappearing and you have nothing to show for it. And do you ever wonder if it really has to be this hard? Me too. In fact, I struggled with debt for years after having my older daughter. Now I'm proof that the process behind intentionally debt-free actually works. Enrollment is limited, but I'm opening the doors again soon. You can change your financial future. You can pay off debt. The first step is to sign up at balancedfi.com waitlist so you get notified when the doors to Intentionally Debt-Free do open again. Change your money, change your life. So, do you need a credit score while debt-free? Yes, <laughs> you probably do need a credit score when you're debt-free. There are many life events that require a credit score beyond just getting more debt. Unless you're independently wealthy with millions in assets and cash, you are likely going to need a credit score again. The super rich can afford to self-fund the equivalent of life insurance or pay higher rates for car insurance. Regular people can get by without a credit score, but it won't be convenient, easy, or even practical to do so. Uh, one area where you might need a credit score is to rent a home. Landlords, especially corporations, often use applicants' credit scores to determine who to rent to. Choosing a new tenant is risky for landlords, so they want to select the person who is most likely to continue to pay rent. It is possible to rent without a credit score or with a poor score. However, in a competitive rental market, you're more likely to lose out with a low score or no score. It is also more difficult to find a rental that meets your needs and has a landlord willing to work with you. Now, if you're a homeowner and you're thinking, I don't need to rent a a place to live, you don't need to rent right now. You don't know what's coming in the future. I mean, God forbid, but... You could, you know, declare bankruptcy and lose your house and need to rent. You could lose your home in a fire and need to rent a place while it's being rebuilt. You might need to, you know, co-sign for a relative who's in dire straits as they rent a home. You don't know what's coming, even if you own your home now. Um, And there's also establishing new utility services. So requesting new utilities is applying for credit, although not a loan, really. The water, gas, or electric company bills you at the end of the month for the services that you have already used rather than requiring a prepayment. So basically you are getting your water on credit for a month. This isn't a loan because no interest is charged and you're expected to pay the full balance each month. In some locations, the utility company will require a credit check to establish a new account. The company can decide whether to use the regular FICO score, which is calculated by the three credit bureaus, or they can come up with a specialized utility-related credit score. Having no credit score or a low score may mean you need to pay a deposit to set up the account. Some locales even charge the fee annually, so your, your utility costs increase due to your credit passed. You may also need someone to sign on the account for you, stating that they will pay the bill if you default. Finding a person willing to take on that risk could prove difficult, depending on your history and work stability. It's unfortunate, but money can have a big impact on personal relationships, too. Some jobs are impacted by a credit score. Certain high-level jobs in security or finance are likely to require at least a credit check. Your credit score and credit history may be considered indicators of your trustworthiness. Some professions also view certain debts as vulnerabilities to blackmail or bribes. Obviously, very few people will ever be affected by this, but it is a consideration if your profession is somewhat related to these areas. A mortgage. The largest loan most people ever take out is on a mortgage. A higher credit score leads to a lower interest rate, which can save tens of thousands of dollars or hundreds of thousands of dollars over the life of the loan having no credit score makes it hard to get a mortgage but Dave Ramsey loves to talk about the possibility of getting a mortgage using manual underwriting I'm not even going to pretend to understand the process of manual underwriting but it involves quote lots and lots of documentation having obtained a mortgage and refinanced it myself I know a traditional mortgage requires tons of documentation Increasing the stress of that process doesn't seem like the best option, but you do you. My take? If you can get a mortgage with no credit score, that's great. Go for it. But for most people, that's not the most straightforward path to home ownership. Most people have a credit score of some sort, and they do need it while debt-free. So it can take 10 years or even longer for derogatory marks to fall off of your credit score, or your credit report, sorry. Unpaid taxes or unpaid student loans can actually show up on your credit report indefinitely. So there's a chance your score will never go away completely because you have that negative mark on it. Even when the credit account has been paid in full, it takes up to 7 years for your credit report to no longer reflect those accounts. So that means you, that you do still have a credit score, whether it's good or bad, and it will impact your mortgage interest rate for at least that long after you pay off your debt. Property Insurance in some states, it's legal for auto or homeowner renters insurance companies to consider your credit score when issuing policies or pricing the plans. While they usually use a different insurance credit score, that score could incorporate elements of your financial history, too. Individual insurance providers can determine the exact formula used to calculate this score, so it's hard to tell. Um, You should know that California, Hawaii, Massachusetts, and Michigan do not allow insurers to set rates based on credit scores. In other states, the score cannot be the only reason for a denial or rate increase, but it could be a factor. The insurance credit score is intended to estimate how likely you are to file an insurance claim, rather than the likelihood that you will not pay back a loan. So it is a slightly different measurement, but it involves some of the same factors. Just a side note, property insurance includes auto insurance, renters insurance, and homeowners insurance. If you're looking for ways to save on these types of insurance, check out my free Frugal Year Challenge section from January, which focuses on property insurance. So this is a free course. It'll be linked in the show notes, but it is only free until the end of 2021. And next year, it will be a paid course. So you want to jump on that now, and then you will get access to the entire year's worth of information. We focus on a different year of frugality for each month, and you get any updates that come in the future. Life insurance. Technically, your credit score doesn't directly impact your life insurance premiums or the likelihood of approval for a new policy. Your credit history, on the other hand, may affect these things, so I did want to include that information. Each insurer will treat major credit factors differently, but the following can be considered. Bankruptcy, high credit card balances, high percentage of credit card use, and late payments. So you do want to pay attention to those factors if you're looking for a life insurance policy. Now here is my practical way to approach credit while debt-free, or when you're trying to establish a credit score in the first place. After becoming debt-free, you should work carefully to maintain a good credit score until you become financially independent. You're probably going to at least switch insurance providers one day, but you might need to move and rent or set up new utilities. You don't know what the future will bring, and I'm a big believer in being prepared. Part of that preparation is having a decent credit score. How to carefully keep a credit score while debt-free. Maintaining a good credit score can be very simple, especially after you have paid off your debt and established good financial habits. 1. Learn to live within your means by creating and following a budget that spends less than you earn. Hopefully, you'll learn this good habit during your debt payoff journey because it will be incredibly helpful to you on that process. Two, keep at least one credit card account open. Your oldest account will be better for credit score purposes, but financially, it makes sense to choose the card with the best rewards, so make that choice based on your priorities. Three, use the credit card to auto-pay a monthly small bill like Netflix or your internet bill for set up auto pay for the credit card from your bank account so you will never carry a balance or miss a payment now this should help you maintain your credit score even when you have no other debt because you have that history those transactions that are still going on it's also very easy to set up and relatively cheap so I don't see any harm in following this plan for most people The main consideration is your spending behavior. You have to be able to resist the temptation to overspend on that credit card. You have to. Like, that is super important. Spending too much on that credit card will pull you right back into debt. After climbing out of that hole, you don't want to fall back in. If you have any doubts about your ability to stick to your budget, don't use a credit card for anything other than that single recurring payment. Like, Pretend it doesn't exist. So (laughs) that's it. To recap, you can live without a credit score once you're debt free, but life is a lot easier with a good credit score. A credit score is helpful for renting a home, establishing new utility services, applying or maintaining certain jobs, getting a mortgage, getting property insurance in some states, and for good life insurance rates. Using credit wisely and carefully can help you get and maintain a good credit score. There's one important caveat here. Don't even attempt limited credit card use unless you are well accustomed to living without a credit card. You need to treat your credit card like a debit card, basically. What should you do next? Well, that depends on where you are financially. If you have any debt, even a mortgage, your credit score will improve as you pay off the debt because you have that history of on-time payments and good management. If you're debt-free, you can choose whether or not you feel like you need to maintain a credit score. The choice is up to you and your financial future needs, but I personally think it's always a good idea to keep feeding a high credit score just in case. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you enjoy the Balance Fi podcast, I'd be so grateful if you left us a review on iTunes or told a friend. As always, you can head to balancedfi.com to connect with me and stay in touch. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and Twitter at balancedfi. Until next time, stay intentional and look for balance.